It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's a somber victory Monday, Colts fans. While the Indianapolis Colts came out on top over the Tennessee Titans, all of the attention is on Anthony Richardson and that right shoulder. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always by my fellow writer and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, definitely a bittersweet weekend for the Indianapolis Colts. Things get off to a hot start. Jonathan Taylor signs a three-year contract extension that keeps him in Indy long-term. And the game started out pretty well for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts had the lead. Zach Moss was doing his thing. Anthony Richardson looked good. And then while the Colts got the W, everyone is talking about Anthony Richardson and that injured injury to his right shoulder. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. And and like you said, it, it's a somber victory because it, it, it showed a couple things. It showed exactly why Gardner Minshew was picked up by the Colts. I mean, holy cow, this guy's been one hell of an insurance policy. So props to Gardner Minshew. But man, to those who want to win, uh, that's, that's awesome. And that's ultimately an amazing thing to happen this year. But really, the Colts' main goal is to develop this young team around a young quarterback like Anthony Richardson. So while the wins are nice, I, I honestly would prefer to see Anthony Richardson out there developing. Absolutely. I think that's what all Colts fans would like to see. So tonight we're going to dive into Anthony Richardson's injury, what we know, what we can try to, to expect. It's going to be hard because we haven't gotten a concrete diagnosis quite yet. Even the Colts don't have a specific timeline, but we'll do our best here tonight. And then we'll dive deep into the Colts victory over the Tennessee Titans and why there is still cause for optimism around this team. Shout out to my glorious and most beautiful wife, Danielle Moore with the super sticker to get us started out tonight. Uh, Danielle, not feeling the greatest here. got down with a, down with a bug. So uh, great that she is still supporting us and uh, really, appreciate you love you babe uh and then we got we got the rest of the crew here tonight Truett is here as well Truett says jt may carry the team for the next four to six weeks like anthony richardson did we go 500 uh we will still be in good shape for the division so Truett's still holding out hope good to see you buddy uh patrick the cfo is here colts are good enough to still go 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 even without richardson the team all around is much better than i think anyone thought and it seems like that is the case so We'll just have to kind of see how everything unfolds moving forward. Stats Matt says his attention is on refreshing the insider tweets to see if there is any breaking news about Anthony Richardson's injury. Stats Matt will keep us up to date all night in case that does happen. Thank you. 
Jack Rizzo is here. Good to see you. I know it's been a while since you've joined us live. And then we've got Deep in here as well. 2021 vibes right now, except we have a competent throwing quarterback. <laughs> so so Deep is deep is riding high. We've also got, want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah as well. AR getting hurt sucks, but Minshew mania. So uh, let's, let's, let's dive right into it tonight, Drake. But first people if you haven't followed us already what are you doing you need to get on the horseshoe huddle train like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x not twitter on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live whenever shot goes live so you never miss an episode and we're, we're getting closer and closer to 2000 subscribers here on youtube so make sure you hit that subscribe button if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review. So, Drake, let's dive right into it. So Anthony Richardson suffered an AC joint sprain in his right uh, shoulder, his throwing shoulder yesterday versus the Tennessee Titans happened with about four minutes and some change left in the second quarter. Richardson uh, went out to his right on a design quarterback run, was tackled from behind by Harold Landry, and and Harold Landry's body kind of, I wouldn't say he drove Richardson into the ground because that kind of makes it sound like a dirty play. Harold Landry did not do a dirty play on Richardson. Richardson just landed very, very hard directly on, on his shoulder. And immediately knew it. Was immediately laying on the ground, pointing to his right shoulder. And and as he walked off the field, he, he was kind of holding it close to his body, not really allowing it to move uh, whatsoever. So the initial diagnosis uh, after receiving an MRI last night, and Anthony Richardson is going to be receiving second and third opinions, according to reports, is that the initial diagnosis is a grade three sprain of the AC joints. What that AC joint is, it's basically the joint that connects, uh, that's, that's connects your collarbone to your shoulder blade up there in your shoulder. And, and when there's a sprain that happens to it, very, very, very painful to move that arm or move anything around, uh, that, that shoulder area. So, um, it's it's definitely a significant injury for for a quarterback. Uh, I've seen some reports out there saying that it's career ending. Wouldn't say that. Uh, whether he needs to have surgery on it remains to be seen. Um, but but Drake, I think just just really an unfortunate injury all all the way around uh, for for Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Yeah, and it th- this is the thing is when you when you're that large, right, and you're that athletic, you are going to you're going to see contact. It doesn't matter how safe you are. I want to throw that out there that he can slide all he wants. Okay, he can dot, dart out of bounds all he wants and avoid contact. He is six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds of pure gazelle speed athlete. He is going to run into people sometimes. He's going to run through tackles and whatnot. Now, in this case, he's such a large guy that when he landed on his shoulder. You've got all of that weight compounding on top of it, plus Harold Landry, too. And like you said, it was not a dirty hit. It's football. All right. This happens to people in football. It's unfortunate, but it's the name of the game. And so um, it, it is unfortunate. He was walking off the field. Like you said, he looked incredibly distraught. He, he had his arm kind of curled up close to his to his abdomen more so that he wasn't putting, you know, letting it dangle or anything. So um, I think it is the lesser than what people were expecting it to be. I think that it's good news that it's just a sprain. At least it's not a tear or something, something worse or a break or anything like that. So um, for what we know right now, it's looking like four to six weeks or something like that. Exactly. The, 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 the x-rays did come back negative. So good thing there, because if it was a broken collarbone, you're pretty much guaranteeing Anthony Richardson's going to be on the shelf for the rest of the 2023 season. But with AC joints, I mean, def- they definitely vary by the person and, and by the grade. But for, for some context, a lot of times a grade three injury, I've said, been seeing that it can be six to seven weeks. Sometimes you can do uh, without rehab and come back versus a grade one injury, which is what Derek Carr, of the New Orleans Saints suffered just a couple of weeks ago. Derek Carr had a grade one AC, uh, or was it a grade two? I think Stats Matt told me it was a grade two and and was able to come back and, and play that week. So it, it definitely varies. But And I think the really sad part about all this too, just when you're looking at it, just what of what happened yesterday, 
Anthony Richardson was playing pretty damn well yesterday before this injury happened. Nine for 12, 98 yards, had some deep shots to Josh Downs. The offense was rolling and, and they, they had some momentum. The Colts were up 10 to six at that time and, and, and starting to drive down the field once again, before, before that uh, injury. So it really stinks because it looked like this Colts offense of Anthony Richardson. Now, while they did come out on top and get the win, it looked like they were going to have a really good game, not only in the running game, as we saw, but through the air with Richardson. And and I think that's that's one of the things when you're looking at Anthony Richardson's development, Drake, that makes it sting just a little bit more because you wanted to see him continue uh, to stay out there, continue to play not only in this game against the Titans, but just get some back-to-back, just get multiple games stacked up upon one another where he can continue to develop and, and continue building that confidence. Yeah, and you got another divisional game next week against the Jaguars, I believe. So, like, you're getting so many of these divisional games. And I think that after... This one, they've got one more against the Titans, and then the very last game of the year is the Texans. So, holy cow, the Colts had a front-loaded uh, divisional schedule this year. Um, so it does stink. I was really looking forward to seeing how he was going to continue to play the game against such a just a ferocious Tennessee Titans defensive front. I mean, these guys are really brutal. And they allowed only 2.9 yards per carry going into that game, which was the best in the NFL. I mean, they were crushing running attacks. And so for – the Colts to still prevail on the ground the way they did without uh, Richardson really gives you a lot of confidence in the offensive line, and and it gives you confidence in Zach Moss for sure. But, man, you really wanted to see what Jonathan Taylor would start to kind of look like. And just as he gets out there with him, he's gone for four to six weeks. So it is a kick in the teeth a little bit, but you know what? It's not season-ending, and so far it's trending towards he's going to make a return And to answer anyone's question, regardless of the record, I do think that the Colts will start Richardson when he's available. Absolutely. Stats, Matt, setting the record straight to say the Saints never disclosed what grade it was. So I completely must have imagined that or made that up. I don't know where I saw that somewhere, but I thought I saw somewhere Derek Carr had a a grade two sprain. Patrick coming in here and saying a grade three sprain means he actually tore two ligaments in the joint, can be healed with rest and rehab, will probably be about six weeks. And that's what the initial timeline has been estimated is about four to six weeks for this injury. And And I also saw a narrative out there, again, because Anthony Richardson has suffered multiple injuries here so early in his NFL career, only five games in or four games in technically, um, you see a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh, Anthony Richardson is, is, needs to do better job of protecting himself. And, And while I agree in some instances on that particular play, I don't really know what else Anthony Richardson could have done to really protect himself. What about you, Drake? No, not at all. I mean, he was, I think he got tackled from behind, I believe, and he was falling anyway. So it's like, I, I guess, uh, I guess the nitpicker out there could say, well, he could have, you know, fallen correctly, which isn't a thing in football. So I think in this case, it's just a, that he's got little experience. Okay. This was a guy that only started 13 games in college against division one competition. He's still learning football at the highest level. This is a guy that's getting pushed, I think, faster than a lot of guys have at quarterback ever, maybe even in league history. He's just so inexperienced and they're still molding him. Okay. So he's learning how to take those hits. He's learning how to fall correctly. He's learning how to, you know, kind of be more aware of who's around him and what tacklers are coming after him. So it's all going to come in time. It's just unfortunate for Richardson that he's had so much kind of compile in just five games. It's maybe some of the most I've seen, but I also think, again, he just needs to know where he's at on the field. And in that case, that's just football. That was just kind of a freak accident. We have our first super chat of the evening from Shaheen G. Shaheen G with the $5 super chat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shaheen, for all of your support. Love having you come and join us on the show. Shaheen says, Minshew mania and slinging Sammy season in Steichen we trust. So Shaheen definitely looks like uh, he is uh, has confidence in the quarterback room that uh, in Anthony Richardson's day and, of course, uh, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who I think has done a phenomenal job so far so Shaheen thank you so much for your support and for the super chat it means the world to us but but Drake yeah I mean I'm right there with you I mean on that particular play there really wasn't anything now there have been times where you would say okay Anthony Richardson probably needs to slide there kind of protect the body but on that one that's a quarterback design run 
It's not like he saw Harold Landry coming straight for him and, and decided to lower his shoulder and try to run through Harold Landry. No, Harold Landry ran and, and, and caught Anthony Richardson from behind. And, and just the way he made that tackle, Richardson just landed on his shoulder. He tried to brace himself a little bit with his forearm. That probably didn't, I mean, help things. But what else is he supposed to do? Kind of just just let his let his whole face hit the ground. It's it's your instant reaction is to try to brace yourself a little bit. So on that particular play, no, I don't think he he there was really anything he could have done. There are probably other things. Uh, the other situations that maybe you could pinpoint and say he probably should slide there to do a better job taking his taking care of his body there, but not in this instance. And and of course, there's other narratives as well out there, Drake. I know you've seen them online, as have I. Now again, that Anthony Richardson is injury prone, and and this one I think uh, you can have more of a an argument than than the argument that he should have protected himself better on that hit. I mean, there's definitely a case to be made that he is injury prone, but I also see that the, the the case against it as well. Drake, where do you stand on on this debate? Is Anthony Richardson injury prone or not? No, I don't think he's injury prone. I think that the first couple of times what happened with his ankle, he was it, he tweaked his ankle a little bit, and then he got uh, kind of not blindsided in a cheap shot, but just didn't see a hit coming against the Texans. Falls on his head. The same thing happened to Mo Alley Cox yesterday, too. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. you can hit your head on that turf. It just happens. Okay, and then this just happens to be that he fell wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to say this, but I do think, yes, there is a little bit of the spectrum. You could be like, all right, AR, you need to be more aware. But, man, it really does seem like it's just a, a freak set of occurrences that have happened in a real small amount of time for this kid. And you just hope that in those four to six weeks, Steichen can maybe teach him some things about – what to do. Maybe he's dealt with some injury prone quarterbacks and helped them get back on track. Um, they got to do something because I, I know that it's, I don't think it's his fault, but I, it is a little concerning and you do want him out there because the best way he's going to develop isn't by sitting behind Gardner Minshew and watching. Exactly. And I, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think he is injury prone. I'm not going to put, I, I wouldn't say that. I, 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 let me change the wording. I wouldn't put the injury prone label on Anthony Richardson yet mm-hmm. uh because i mean yes the he had the the where he got his ankle twisted up in the first game against jacksonville or he had the bruised knee and and steichen said if the game was closer we could have put him back in there so that's just more of the the simple tweaks and and bruises that you're going to get playing football the concussion I mean, really nothing he could do about that as far as, I mean, yes, he probably should have ran into the end zone to protect his body a little bit, but as far as that fall, when your head hits the turf that hard, yes, that's, that's probably going to be a concussion for anyone. Like you said, with Mo Alley Cox that just happened yesterday and, and then with, with this one, again, it's just an awkward fall. There's been some people, including some indie journalists, who I say that both of the times he got injured were on routine football plays. I wouldn't call bashing your head backwards into the turf a routine football play. Everyone's going to get injured on that. When you have a 270-pound defensive lineman falling directly on top of you and and putting all that weight on that shoulder, not to mention you weigh a lot of weight, you have a lot of weight too. Something's got to give. So, and then it hit just right that it caused this AC joint injury for Anthony Richardson. So it's, it's going to be tough. You just, you're just going to have to play with the ups and downs of, of having a mobile quarterback. This is what life is probably going to be like. Now you hope he doesn't get injured every other game. Like he started out for his rookie season, but in my opinion, these injuries are more about just bad luck than they are injury prone. And, 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 and I think over time, that's probably going to be proven right. Yeah. And look, it's, it's like you said, when you are a more mobile quarterback or freakishly mobile, like Anthony Richardson, you're just opening yourself up to more risks just by being that type of quarterback, because you have to go out there where you are amongst tacklers. When you're a pocket passer, you might take a wallop from your blind side, but you can also hunker down. You can also fall to the ground. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can kind of limit how hard you get hit if you're a pocket passer. But when you're a runner, man, sometimes you're just going to take a lick. It just, it's going to happen. And like you said, 
you hope that these injuries don't just start to pile up and he can get a couple years where he's just not really dealing with anything. But look, if he has a game where he's got to sit out over the next five or six years, a game or two a season, it happens. It happens with Lamar Jackson. It's happened with several different types of mobile quarterbacks. So um, you just got to hope that he takes care of himself out there, gets a little bit more aware, controls what he can. But the things that he can't control, like that Harold Landry tackle, I mean, you know, they're just going to happen. You just got to deal with it. It sucks, but it's the truth. And you can't take away the quarterback run game at all exactly. either. Because as Shane Steichen said, and as we've said multiple times when we were evaluating Anthony Richardson as a prospect before the draft, his the quarterback run game and his mobility is it was was part of the reason he was such an enticing prospect and and if you take that away you're hamstringing and you're you're putting a handicap on your own player and he's not going to reach that full potential so yes it is it is something that the Colts are going to have to monitor when Shane Steichen was asked if they need to kind of maybe change things up or not really do as many design quarterback runs. He said, it's definitely something that we need to look at moving forward, but you you can't just completely take it out of the repertoire. I mean, when you look at the film and, and Zach Hicks put this up on, on Twitter, go to his account. If you want to check it out on the huge, the 56 yard touchdown run by Zach Moss yesterday, a big part of the reason for that is because of on that RP on that that handoff on that option that where Richardson could have pulled it back and, and kept it himself, you see the safeties and you see multiple defenders engage on Richardson. You see them coming to Richardson just because they're afraid that he's got the ball. That little half that step forward, that half second reaction allows Zach Moss to hit that hole. And by the by the time they realize, by the time that especially the safeties realize, Anthony Richardson doesn't have the ball. Zach Moss is gone. So without that threat, you're not going to be able to get as many explosive runs in the run game. This is why we talked about how Anthony Richardson helps the running game so much. It's because defenders have to be have to be aware of, of whether he has the ball or not and have to take that into account which makes their reaction time a little bit slower, opening things up for Zach Moss and, and Jonathan Taylor when he's back into the full swing of things. So you, you can't really do that. You have to incorporate it. It's just a matter of, is he going to be able to stay healthy and, and how are they going to protect him moving forward? Yeah, and hey, at the end of the day, you just need a just a half step with the athleticism in the NFL to break away on a 56-yard touchdown like Zach Moss. We're not saying that Zach Moss can't run. He He's a, an NFL running back. He can gallop. But the thing is, he's not known for outrunning people. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was both. I think it was uh, I, it was either Will Fries. No, it was Quentin Nelson, I think, that had a stellar block that opened up the gap. But like you said, it was the threat of Anthony Richardson that kind of halted that secondary and brought them up for just a second and allowed Zach Moss to get a step or two on him. Another super chat here, the first one of the night from the CFO, hey. Patrick. Right, Thank you so much, buddy, for all of your support. Patrick says, even if they took out design runs completely, taking off and running when a play breaks down is in Richard's DNA. He's still going to be running. And that's a great point, Patrick. And that's, again, one of the reasons why he is so enticing as a prospect because of the threat of that mobility, because he can extend plays when when things aren't perfect or when the play breaks down and turn some turn something out of nothing so he's going to continue to be movable moving on the run the days of the standstill drop back passers are are, are over so there's gonna have that that mobility and that risk and and while patrick mahomes hasn't missed a ton of time in his career Patrick Mahomes still gets injured on, on scrambles. Uh, we've seen Josh Allen have some injuries. Josh Allen in his rookie season missed almost a month, I think, with an elbow injury. Drake, you already mentioned Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jalen Hurts missed some time last year as, yeah, Matt, as well. Matt Stafford did too in his first couple seasons. Matt Stafford's uh, stats. Matt has the stat in the chat. Stafford missed 19 of his first 32 games with multiple injuries. So there's this just happens to quarterbacks, and, and you're not going to have have a quarterback that that goes multiple multiple seasons without without getting an injury like Peyton Manning did back in the day. So Patrick, thank you so much for all of your support, buddy. We're just it, we can't thank you enough, really, for all of the support that you give us every single episode. It means the world to us. But so Drake, how do you see this thing playing out? I mean, I, obviously, we don't have a a concrete diagnosis on him yet, but. 
as far and as far as how long do you think Richardson would be out? Uh, obviously, you said when he is healthy, he's going to come back and be the starter for this team. But how do you see this the, the Colts looking like and how this playing out with Richardson over the next four to six weeks? I, I really think that they're just going to put his health at the at the top of the priority list. And I also think that after four to six weeks, if they look at him and they still think that he might need an extra week or two, they are not going to take a chance in hell of him getting hurt long term. So if they have to like sit him for an extra few weeks, they're probably going to do it. But the way I see it playing out is kind of like you said. I think that it's an injury that lasts four to six weeks. And I do believe that even if, let's say in six games, the Colts are, wait, uh, their bye week is, we discussed it, is it week 10? It's week 11. Okay, so let's say that um, by week 10, they're sitting at seven and three, you know, or something like that. If Anthony Richardson is healthy after that bye week, which is actually when I think they are going to bring him back if they can, is week uh, week. Uh, no week 12 because you said 11 right correct so so like i mean i think that that's a that's a perfect time if he is healthy that's a great time to bring him back but like i said if they're seven and three going into that or seven and four or whatever they're probably still going to start anthony richardson in fact there's no doubt about it he's going to be right back in because Minshew, i do think he's going to get to stay with indianapolis longer than just a year i think he's earned it um, and I think he knows the offense and can help Richardson. But, man, at the end of the day, it's about the long term, and that's Anthony Richardson. It's not Gardner Minshew. Exactly. And and looking at how other grade three sprains have turned out, I, I do think that probably what, what will end up happening is, uh, and this is the hope anyway, obviously can't say this concrete, but grade three sprains usually do not require surgery. So you 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 keep him on the mend for for four to six weeks. My guess is the Colts will look to uh, bring him back after the buy. Whether that means a, a little uh, a stint on short term IR, that's fine. That really is fine. So the Colts next looking at the schedule here. Colts obviously play in Jacksonville this week. Then after that, they have the Browns at home. They have the Saints at home. They travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Kind of sucks we probably won't see Richardson versus Bryce Young. After that, the Colts are flying to Germany to take on the New England Patriots, and then they have their bye. My guess would be Anthony Richardson hits that short-term IR, and and the Colts allow him to rest and recuperate, and then after the bye, they reevaluate things and see if he can get back into practice and open his practice window at that time. And, And honestly, with how Minshew is playing, the Colts could win multiple of those games the the combined record of those teams is is nine and 15 so when you when you take all that into account especially with how the panthers are playing with how the patriots are playing the colts could come out of this and and still still keep the ship afloat is is what i'm saying so the season is not lost but obviously you want the health of anthony richardson put at the forefront of this and 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 that's going to be the main priority, not only for this season, but moving forward. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So now we've talked about everything that has to do with Anthony Richardson and that injury. We still have a game to talk about here, Drake, and let's let's kind of get the mood a little bit lighter here for this episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. The Colts take down the Tennessee Titans 23-16 to yesterday, the first time the Colts have beaten the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think they'd snapped a five-game losing streak against their division rivals, and the first time they've won at home, the Colts have won at home since October 16th of last year. I was kind of getting getting uh, uh, sick of watching some losing efforts in Lucas Oil Stadium. So it was nice to see the Colts on the other side of things uh, this time around. But when we talk about yesterday's game, we have to start out with the man that wasn't the center of attention yesterday. In fact, the guy that is supposed to be taking his job back, Jonathan Taylor, made his debut but Zach Moss didn't care. Instead, Zach Moss went out there and had a career best day. What a performance by number 21. And, and just, I think, further solidifying that Jonathan Taylor may be back, but Zach Moss has a role in this offense. Yeah, and he averaged like seven yards a carry against a team that was averaging 2.9 allowed per game coming into the game okay that tells me three things that tells me that i think that there were moments where anthony richardson obviously on that 56 yard uh that 56 yard run huge factor but if we're if we're going to talk about the whole game we'll remove richardson in this case it was the interior blocking that helped moss get that kind of day it was his patience and backfield awareness this dude is very patient when he runs he doesn't run too fast too slow he just has the right amount of patience and he hits gaps as they open and honestly it was downfield blocking too i mean we've seen the wide receivers actually do a pretty good job blocking once they get in front of a runner so i mean it was a team effort to get zach moss like that but hey 23 carries 165 on the ground two rushing scores and then he threw in two catches for 30 yards on both targets with a long of 26 i mean right now zach moss is just playing absolutely out of his freaking mind 195 total yards yesterday and, and Jake, really nail it right on the head Man. the offense the offensive line did a phenomenal job yesterday ryan kelly being back definitely helped and and it sh- and i think ryan kelly is playing back to pro bowl ryan kelly level just absolutely dominant out there at the center position and and that's something that we didn't know we didn't know if that could happen again because of the what ha- ryan kelly's play over the past couple of seasons but We've seen a resurgence in his play, and and that's something that this Colts offensive line desperately needed. Blake Freeland stepped it up a notch. He wasn't going up against a talent like Aaron Donald, and he certainly did have some struggles in the game, but definitely a better performance out of that rookie fourth-round pick. Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Will Fries, all really solid to great games. And I don't want to discount the, the wide receivers either. Pittman, Pierce, Downs, all blocked their asses off yesterday and and really got things moving for Zach Moss. But credit to Zach Moss as well, man. I mean, how many times was Zach Moss just stopped in that pile and he kept those legs churning and got an extra four to five yards? Phenomenal performance by Zach Moss. And and I, I just just because again, let's pump our brakes and saying just because Zach Moss had an incredible game means the Colts shouldn't have re-signed Jonathan Taylor. That's definitely not, not the case, but, but man, good for Zach Moss because we we forget too. Zach Moss is in the final year of his deal. So this type of performance and everything, Zach Moss, by the end, when he reaches free agency, there's going to be a team that goes out and says, you know what? This kid deserves to be a starter and deserves to be our top running back. So, there, there, there's going to be a team out there that goes and pays Zach Moss, and he's going to get an opportunity elsewhere next season. But man, what a what a a, uh, a find! And 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 honestly, when he was included in this trade for Naheem Hines last year, did you think we were going to be talking about Zach Moss being one of the best running backs in the 2023 season? I certainly didn't. 
No, and look, give him credit. I guess it took just the right scheme. It took the right moment for him to show the NFL that he can make this kind of th- these kind of games happen. Um, yeah, once this season's over, I don't think the Colts are going to resign him. I think that he's going to cost too much money for a secondary role. But rest assured, I think he will be either a a a big. He'll take a lot of carries, the the majority of carries for the next offense he plays for, or he'll outright be the running back one because we're talking about he's had games of thirty carries. He's had now games of 23 carries. He's put up over 100 yards in games like that. So this dude is a grinder, and he's shown that he can make it happen. But, hey, I do got to say real quick, uh, credit to Will Fries. He's making me look like a moron for suggesting that the Colts <laughs> should have signed a free agent guard. Will Fries, this one's for you, buddy. You've proven me wrong. Well done. And I don't think you have a problem admitting when you're wrong, considering how well Will Fries has played this season for the Colts. But it's, I mean, props to this offensive line for turning around Tony Sperano Jr. uh, for for just reinvigorating this this unit, uh, getting back to the details, holding these guys accountable. It's been a fantastic transition and and really a, a great turnaround for this entire unit and and but honestly drake i don't know if the offense would have performed as well if 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 they colts didn't have a serviceable backup and actually more than serviceable in my opinion and i wrote about this last night came out this morning on horseshoehuddle.com the best backup quarterback in the nfl in gardner Minshew. the uh, inside of lucas oil stadium yesterday soon as Anthony Richardson went down. I mean, there was a lot of buzz around this game. Divisional matchup, Jonathan Taylor's returning. Anthony Richardson starts out hot. Zach Moss with that huge touchdown. Soon as Anthony Richardson went down, you, the energy, you could just feel it. It just got sucked right out of the building. And and the crowd was out of it for, for quite some time. Gardner Minshew comes in and once again, answers the bell when his number is called upon goes out there nothing spectacular 11 for 14 155 yards but he kept the offense moving he kept the offense afloat and and he got the ball into the hands of his playmakers and just let him go to work so another solid outing by Gardner Minshew when he needed to be when he needed to be out there for the Colts yeah and you know he's just one of those guys that just seems to get the job done whenever he has to I mean I remember there was a play where uh, you're thinking, all right, Gardner Minshew mobile. You know, you're not worried about him like you are, Anthony Richardson. This dude gets, he goes off to the right. He like breaks the pocket. And I think the first down's like two yards away. This dude puts a spin on one of the defensive backs and leaves him in the dust. And and I think, I don't know if he got the first down or if he was short. Um, but man, that just made me say, you know what? What a hell of a backup quarterback. You've got a game. This dude's a game, a gamesman too. He's he came into this role knowing full well he was the mentor, knowing full well, yeah, he has he's gonna compete for that starting position, but it is Anthony Richardson's to lose at this point, not Minshew's to win. So the fact that he took all that, he he knew his role, and he's done so well when he's had to fill it in. Man, credit to Gardner Minshew. I do think it has to do also with Shane Steichen. I do think it has to do with Shane Steichen's offense and how well Minshew knows it. Again, we've said this before. There might not be a guy on the team that knows the offense better. In fact, I don't think there is. Gardner Minshew knows it better than anybody on the offense. So Yeah, and and we act like I, – I know when we talk about him being a mentor and everything, a lot of, some people might get the, uh, the idea that we're talking about a guy that's in his mid-30s. We yeah, got to no. remember, Gardner Minshew's only 27 years old. <laughs> You know, I mean, he might seem old compared to Anthony Richardson, who's only 21, but Gardner Minshew is still a, a young player. I mean, he was drafted in 2019, I think was the year that Gardner Minshew was drafted. So he hasn't been in the league that long, but he he knows, again, you're, you hit it right on the head, Drake. He knows his role. And, and while he cast, while he competed for the starting job and, and has consistently played his heart out, he, he, I think he knew in the back of his mind that this is Anthony Richardson's team. And when he lost that, that starting competition to Richardson, he, he didn't mope. He didn't say anything bad. He's gone out there, 
he has fully supported Anthony Richardson 100%. He's been someone that that Richardson can lean on, and he's he's always been the first one to congratulate Richardson when he does something well. That's what you want in a teammate, and you can tell this Colts team absolutely adores Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew broke down the huddle yesterday uh, when, when Shane Steichen gave it over to Gardner. Gardner was screaming. The entire locker room was screaming. They love this guy, and, and he it's because he is an A plus teammate. He's an A plus person, and 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 it's just it's a blessing to have a, that type of player on the on the Colts because there's definitely not other quarterbacks that that around the league that would do that. There's definitely there's quarterbacks out there that when you ask about a mentor role, they say it's not my job or, or I'm not here to do that. Gardner Minshew will do whatever role he is asked for the Indianapolis Colts, whether it's to be the fill-in for Anthony Richardson or to sit on the bench and cheer on the rookie and be that sounding board. And, and it's a testament to, to him, his professionalism, and, and and overall just the type of person and, and, and the character that Gardner Minshew possesses. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, and like you said, it's pretty rare because the Colts actually played against somebody yesterday who doesn't like to mentor quarterbacks. Mr. Ryan Tannehill didn't want to mentor Malik Willis. Imagine how pissed off he was when they drafted Will Levis. So exactly. Um, I, it, look, Gardner Minshew, he's a dog. He is the consummate professional. He's the best backup in the NFL. He's playing the role perfectly. And hey, think about this. If you don't like Gardner Minshew starting, you can at least think about this. Anthony Richardson gets to have him as somebody to learn from for hopefully the next couple of years, because I think Minshew has deserved to stick around a little longer. Right. And I want to want to touch on Shane Steichen real quick, too, because before we move on to, to another another player on the offense, but Shane Steichen has just hasn't hasn't wavered during all of this, whether it's Richardson in there, whether it is uh, uh, Gardner Minshew in there really just depend it, it, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is it seems like Shane Steichen has a plan and he has this team believing in one another again we talked about it last or, or a couple weeks ago but no that was last week against when when the the Colts lost to the Rams Colts are down 23 to nothing if that was last year's team or a team under Frank Reich you're probably you're probably talking about a team that loses that game maybe 38 to 10 uh 45 to to 13 Colts not really making a, a dent there Shane Steichen has this team believing that no matter the score or no matter how far they're down or who is out there on the field they can win that football game you can see the culture of this Colts team really changing before your eyes and it's a welcome sight not only for this year but what Shane Steichen is building with this Colts team for years to come yeah, and you also got to go right down uh, the staff that he brought in. I mean, Gus Bradley, I think, was I think he did what he could last season. But I mean, you're talking about Cam Turner. You're talking about Tony Sperano Jr. You're talking about uh, you know JBC Jim Bob Cooter. This is an offensive staff that the team likes from top to bottom, and they're all fitting their roles very well. And I got to give Shane Stecken a, a big shout out to what he's done, but also the hiring of Tony Sperano Jr. That guy has put some kind of fire underneath that offensive line that I haven't seen since 2021. It's a different type of offensive line than what we saw last season. You can go ahead and throw that into the history books because Tony Sperano Jr. has that offensive line on point and focused. We have another super chat uh, from NFL Nerd. Really appreciate the super chat, NFL Nerd, and, and your support. And, and here's your comment that I think goes along with that super chat. NFL Nerd says, Steichen style is constant pressure on mm, a defense. I like that. Con yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's a great way to put it. Constant pressure, staying aggressive, and staying in attacking mode. And, and that's what the successful offensive coaches consistently do. So NFL Nerd, we really appreciate all of your support fantastic name on here by the way and uh and thanks for joining us not only this evening but uh every evening we love seeing your name pop up in the chat really really appreciate it uh but drake let's move along to to the guy that that stole the show not only this weekend uh, uh but but a lot of people wanted to see what he was going to do in, in in the game on Sunday. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, of course, signed that extension with the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. Three years, 42 million, 26 and a half million guaranteed. But we knew that this was going to be a process as he comes back from that ankle injury, was activated off of pup on Saturday and made his season debut. 
they weren't going to throw him out there to the Wolves and make him carry the ball 20, 25 times a game. This is going to be a ramp-up process for Jonathan Taylor, considering he hasn't played in a football game since last December. So six carries, 18 yards for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he also had a catch in there as as well, Drake, or a catch or two. Uh, what do you see out of Jonathan Taylor, and and what do you think you can ex- we can expect from JT in this Colts offense moving forward? I thought that he looked like a guy who hadn't played in a really long freaking time and was the first time that he played in a long, really freaking time or a really long freaking time. So, Hey, you know what? It was as advertised. He was not going to go out there and have a lot of carries. I really didn't think that they were going to run him any more than about what they did. So um, it's just, it was just more than anything good to see him out there. You know, that was just the only thing I was happy to see. I I figured he was going to be a little bit rusty. You got to shake that off. And yet, like you said, you're not going to, if they were to throw him out there the first game back, it would be against a bottom tier run defense, not against the Tennessee Titans who were at the time before this game were smashing running backs. So um, I think that, like you said, maybe next week you see 10 carries, maybe the following week you see 14. They'll slowly start to give Taylor, I think, more of the target or uh, more of the the uh, running back share, if you will. But Zach Moss has earned himself without question a role in this offense somehow. And I think that they're going to be way more potent with both those guys getting touches. It was just good to see him back out there again when we didn't know if, if he'd ever even put on a Colts uniform again. Gosh. But but yeah, this is this is what's going to be the plan to slowly integrate him back into the offense. And then and then when he is ready, when he's back into football shape, that's when he'll retake over that starting role for this Colts team. 18, 18 yards on the ground. He had that screen pass from from Minshew as well, where the Colts got some blockers out there in front of him. He was able to take it for a 16 yard gain. So it was good to see him back and and yeah i agree as the weeks go along we're going to see the colts continually ramp up jonathan taylor's involvement in this offense until he is the the number one back again and and then you can have that that full one-two punch with jonathan taylor and zach moss really really scare defenses with that combo but to, to cap things off on our on our game recap from yesterday the defense drake the defense stepped up, only allowing 16 points to the Tennessee Titans, absolutely stifling Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who has been a thorn in the Colts side ever since he was drafted by the Tennessee Titans, 43 yards and only a 3.3 yards per carry average. The Colts never let Derrick Henry break off a big run. They consistently contained him. And on that fourth and one, when the Titans needed a first down and gave it to their best player in Derrick Henry, it was DeForest Buckner and and, uh, the Kingslayer himself, Zaire Franklin, stopping Derrick Henry right in his tracks. Yeah, and look, this is the this is the number one priority for every defense that faces the Titans. You got to stop Derrick Henry. It's very difficult to do, though. And as we've seen, the Colts have struggled so bad with this. Um, but the fact that Ryan Tannehill had a long run of 13 yards, Tajay Spears had a long of 19, and Derrick Henry had a long of eight. That's pretty impressive. That means that on 12 of the carries, they had him for 35 yards if you remove his long. That's under three yards a carry. That's ridiculous, man. We said it, Andrew. It was going to be the defensive interior of the Colts that was going to need to do something here because, yes, Henry can be that outside runner. He can be that guy that can beat you in a foot race and be just bigger and faster and stronger than you, but he does a lot of his damage, most of it right there in like in the inside you know, with those types of interior runs, the fact that the defensive tackles, even Taven Bryant played better run defense than usual. I mean, they were, they were hungry. They were ready to stop Henry. They did. And it completely threw off the Tennessee Titans game plan because they do not have the wide receivers to, you know, go into a shootout with the team. And and just having DeForest Buckner back playing his normal workload. I I, I don't want to say that DeForest Buckner is back at healthy because that's certainly not it. DeForest Buckner is playing through a lot of pain and and he usually is playing through a lot of pain, but he's tough as nails. And and even with having a, a back injury, a groin injury, he goes out there, plays 80% of the snaps, gets a considerable amount of pressure on Ryan Tannehill yesterday. DeForest Buckner multiple times was getting pressure right in Tannehill's face. And, and I understand Tannehill had uh, 264 yards on the day, but an interception, 
Um, he was sacked. He never looked truly comfortable back there. And and I thought the Colts did a very good job of, of keeping this Titans deep uh, offense on their toes. They didn't allow Ryan Tannehill to really take things over on that bootleg action. But of course, it all starts with with number 22 and stopping Derrick Henry, not allowing him to take over the game. And, and that's exactly what the Colts did. They made it tough for the Tennessee Titans to, to really do anything on offense. DeAndre Hopkins maybe uh, was standing. I know he had about 140 yards yesterday. Oh, he had a good game, yeah. But but at the same time, no touchdowns. No touchdowns from DeAndre Hopkins. There were a lot of times where Juju Brents was was on DeAndre Hopkins getting up in his face. I saw DeAndre Hopkins complaining to the, the officials multiple times yesterday because of Juju Brents. You love to see that. A rookie, yeah, a rookie uh, cornerback going up against one of the, the best wide receivers receivers in the nfl over the last decade and and holding his own i mean shout out to juju brents and then i've i i, I forgot to mention in stats matt yeah you can chastise me here um where he says <laughs> didn't even talk about josh downs coming out party uh well we'll talk about the rookie now since we talked about uh, juju brents we'll talk about josh downs uh six catches 97 yards two huge plays Drake, Josh Downs having that similar arc to his rookie season as a young T.Y. Hilton did, a guy that I talked about uh, uh, multiple times that my comparison to uh, Josh Downs T is, was, was T.Y. Hilton. Maybe not in the speed, but but just in his his ability to catch everything and, and make game-changing plays. And, you know, Josh Downs led the Colts in receiving yesterday for the first time in his career. Definitely not the last. Yeah, and you know what? He's he, the thing that's different between him and T.Y. Hilton is T.Y. Hilton had Andrew Luck. Uh, Josh Downs has a rookie who is not anywhere near as ready as Andrew Luck was and has Gardner Minshew, and this dude has had to flip-flop between both quarterbacks, and he hasn't lost a freaking beat. I mean, Josh Downs has gone out there, and he – Reggie Wayne has receipts of this. Okay, I'm so proud of Reggie Wayne that he was able to say this. He campaigned for the Colts to get Josh Downs. All right. Mm -hmm. The man knows football and the man knows his position. He will be a Hall of Famer. He deserves to be a Hall of Famer. And if for no other reason, it needs to be that Josh Downs was his creation in that draft. He was one of the biggest reasons the Colts took a chance on this guy and he broke the Ballard type of six foot or, or higher. This guy is playing absolutely fantastic football. As him and Richardson grow, he'll become a favorite target for Richardson. I do think there could be a season upcoming where you see Josh Downs get more receptions than Michael Pittman Jr. It could be. It could be. He's he's developing into that quick win wide receiver for Shane Steichen offense. But one last question, Drake, before we move on. Zaire Franklin, superstar in the making or not? Oh, yeah. I, I think Zaire Franklin has, has been one of the nicest or one of the most amazing stories, especially for the Colts, going from a special teams captain to, you know, shouldering so much when Shaq Leonard was out all last year, breaking the Colts single season tackle record. And now he's on pace to break the league record for solo tackles and combined tackles. I mean, right now, Zaire Franklin has all pro written all over him. He deserves it. He's, he deserves a wonderful contract when it does come up, because right now the Colts have him for absolutely dirt cheap, and uh, it's pretty criminal. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, yes, I think that he is a star in the making. He'll have an all pro before it's all said and done if he keeps this up. Another 12 tackle performance for Zaire Franklin. I love that he tweeted out the King Slayer uh, after the game. And, and you know what? Zaire Franklin has earned that to be called the King Slayer for what he did to Derrick Henry on Sunday. And, and it's really hard to find uh, very many linebackers that are playing better than Zaire Franklin right now. He has to be in the discussion for, for top five linebacker at this moment in the NFL. And it's still an absolute travesty that he's only rated like a 74 on Madden. Like, grow up. Get your get your facts straight here. It gives Zaire <laughs> Franklin gives Zaire Franklin his his props. So let's let's move along to to kind of wrap up the injuries from yesterday and 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 from this week. So we talked about Anthony Richardson dealing with that AC joint sprain, and as soon as more information comes out, I'm sure we'll be talking about it on Thursday. If there's any more information, we'll get, keep you guys updated. Mo Ali Cox also suffered a concussion uh, on his lone reception of the day in Sunday's outing, he hit his head really hard on the turf and kind of knew it that that's when the, uh, uh, that the concussion 
would be coming. And then the three guys that missed the game on, on Sunday, left tackle Bernard Ryman, still in the concussion protocol. You hope to get him packed this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Same with Quiddy Pay, also missed the game due to concussion protocol, and you, you need to have him back going up against Trevor Lawrence. You want to be able to have him pressure that quarterback. And then uh, Shaquille Leonard dealing with a groin injury. We, we haven't heard what the severity of that groin injury is, but – that you know they can be tricky so you got to hope that that that, that can, can be healed back healed up pretty soon and Shaq Leonard can get back on the field as quickly as possible yeah and hey you know what that that's all that matters at the end of the day I know that we're going into week six but still Shaq Leonard's health matters more than anything and this could still be something that is lingering so um, I know that we kind of talked about if we thought that he was going to return we just think that the Colts are being very you know very cautionary with his return and just kind of his development getting back to full health so you just hope that like you said that groin injury is not anything worse than what it should be Right, exactly. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on those injuries this week. And, and you're hoping with the guys like like Raymond and, and Pay, they're they're getting into the final steps of that concussion protocol, and it can be good to go for another big divisional matchup on Sunday. So we've kind of already covered all the Colts late the latest Colts news and rumors today, Drake. So we're going straight into Colts player of the game. So in that 23 to 16 victory, Drake give it to me who is your colts player of the game so it came down to two guys but since we already discussed one of them i'll go to the one that we didn't discuss and that is safety julian blackman all right julian blackman right now second on the team in tackles with 41 he has 27 on his own just alone in that game against the titans he had another five tackles and he had the game ceiling interception everyone's been talking about buckner pay ebicom you know zaire franklin and with great reason even ej speed Juju Brents, Kenny Moore. No one's talking about Julian Blackman. No, this dude's actually playing out of his freaking mind. And he is showing why he should be continually staying in Indianapolis. I think that he might, if he keeps playing like this, because he's also in a contract season, is he not? Mm -hmm, yeah, correct. Like I'm telling you, he's playing for a contract. And I think the Colts have to seriously consider keeping him around if he keeps playing like this. Blackman has been impressive, so that's that's a really good pick. Uh, I see the chat continuing to talk about Shaq Leonard's groin. You guys are absolute menaces uh, with with the, with those comments in there. But I, I think I think we all know which 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 way I'm going for Colts player of the game. Zach Moss. It would be criminal to not make him the Colts player of the game. 195 total yards, 165 on the ground, two touchdowns, and and on a day where. The Colts fans were welcoming back Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss said, not so fast. I'm here <laughs> as well. So great to see Zach Moss absolutely dominating. Uh, he deserves it. And and again, who would have thought that that a running back that seemed like just a throw-in piece to that Naheem Hines trade last year would turn out to be one of the leading rushers in the NFL the very next season. So that's our show for tonight, guys. Really appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and joining us to talk about uh, another Colts victory on a, a more somber victory Monday but a victory Monday nonetheless want to give a shout out to our super chats for the evening my beautiful wife Danielle Shaheen Patrick and NFL nerd we really do appreciate all the super chats and and all of your support uh that Drake and I received for this show the past the past two two weeks i mean past four episodes have just been absolutely off the mark going back to last monday with all the super chats that you guys gave us uh saturday's special episode talking about jonathan yeah. taylor with another barrage of super chats uh it absolutely means the world to drake and i and and we just the the support that we get from you guys it makes it so much fun to come and talk colts with you guys every single week if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know when drake and i go live whenever shad goes live at the saddle up show so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe and give us a five star review one last super chat from patrick to pay for drake's open bar in his <laughs> upcoming wedding you, you love to see it I'm, I'm a man that loves an open bar especially celebrating my co-host wedding uh wedding uh, uh or nuptials i guess is the right term for it so 
every penny helps thank you so much patrick for all of your support but drake before the wedding uh, i know you've been dominating as always on horseshoehuddle.com with all the pieces that you've been putting out drake did a fantastic job while i was at the stadium covering the game drake held things down and did a live stream on the bleacher report app and did a fantastic job with that so go ahead and tell the people what they can find on on horseshoe huddle that you've written yeah, so uh, if, if anyone's curious about the Jonathan Taylor contract extension details, I covered that. Um, but I did the three good and three bad in the win against the tech, uh, in the win against the Titans. And hey, you know what? I do have to say that if if anybody's concerned about, which I know that a lot of Colts fans are concerned about Anthony Richardson's health, but hey, at least the team is in good hands and has the best backup quarterback in football to hold things down until the franchise superstar returns. Absolutely. Make sure you go check those out for myself. I wrote a big piece detailing why the Jonathan Taylor extension is not only good for their all pro running back, but it's good for the Colts as well. And I detail everything that happened uh, between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor from both sides to get to that point. So check that out. And then my post game analysis was on Gardner Minshew and why not only Shane Steichen believes he's the best backup quarterback in the NFL, why everyone should believe he's the best backup quarterback back in the nfl so make sure you go check those out and all the other great work by all of our our teammates at horseshoehuddle.com go follow drake at d walster drake on x you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we will be back thursday night to get you all set for another big divisional matchup as the indianapolis colts and gardner Minshew head down to the jacksonville to take on the the jacksonville jaguars who again are tied at the top of the afc south with the Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew revenge game? We'll have to see. So for Drake, I'm Andrew. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you Thursday night.